Welcome to our Songs to Chew podcast. I'm Peter Alsop. Today, let's listen to a true story about a therapist named Dan Morrow, who was fired for hugging his patients. He was convinced that hugging between consenting adults was therapeutically helpful, contrary to the hospital's policy. The story made the papers in Boston back in the late 70s. I actually met Dan Morrow at one of the national conferences on the healing power of laughter and play when I was on the faculty training folks with my unique brand of humorous and musical concert lectures. Of course, we hugged each other when we met. I've sung the song for years at my concerts, had thousands of people holding hands and singing along together. I recorded it on a couple of my albums and used it in one of my videos, and I didn't write it. It was written by my old friend Fred Small, a wonderful singer-songwriter, performer, an activist, and pastor dedicated to healing the earth seeking justice and tending our wounded spirits. He's the Minister for Climate Justice at Arlington Street Church in Boston. Let's listen to his song to chew today, The Hug. All right, I'd like to do a song for you now called The Hug. It was written by a man named Fred Small, a wonderful songwriter. It's a true story. I'd like each of you to hold the hand of the person sitting next to you, all right? Now, I know some of you guys are sitting next to other guys. You don't have to marry them. You know, I just want you to hold their hand, all right? Just for a song. You can handle that. I can understand your concern. I, who knows where those hands might have been. You wash your own hands later, all right? Just give it a try. That's it. All right. Now, what we're going to do is every time we sing I Want a Hug, I want you to give that person's hand a little squeeze, all right? Come on. You can do it. Good. All right. It goes like this. Dan Morrow is a mighty friendly man. Biggin' around like a bear And he hugs his friends and his friends hug him anytime, anywhere When his patients come for therapy Drive their blues away Sooner or later They feel a lot better Cause this is what he'd say I want a hug When we say hello I want a hug When it's time to go I want a hug Cause I want you to know That I'm awfully fond of you Can you sing and hug? Come on, I want a hug now if you please, I want a hug, I want to feel you squeeze, good, I want a hug, well it certainly seems like the natural thing to do. Alright, now you'll see this is also a biofeedback song, what you do is you look over at the face of the person whose hand you're holding when you give it a little squeeze, when you sing I want a hug, if your friend's face is extorted in a grimace of pain, you're hugging too hard, alright, good. Now when the head of the hospital heard about it, he got all annoyed. Because hugging is sexual sublimation, according to Dr. Freud. Well, you can beat them down, you can hide them away, you can keep them quiet with drugs. You can strap them and zap them with electroshock, but you better not give them a hug. Here we go. I want a hug when we say hello. I want a hug when it's time to go. I want a hug because I want you to know that I'm awfully fond of you. I want a hug now if you please. I want a hug. I want to feel you squeeze, I want to hug Well, it certainly seems like the natural thing to do All right, it's hard not to smile when you're holding someone's hand, isn't it? Well, the boss said, Dan, clear out your desk Your conduct is lax and lewd Any deviation from standard medical practice can get us sued Now Dan don't feel so bad for himself In fact, he's kind of proud but he's sorry for the folks who are locked away where hugging ain't allowed. Let's sing for them. I want a hug when we say hello. I want a hug when it's time to go. I want a hug 
Dan got fired for this. Human feelings are often discounted in our businesses, our places of work, and our institutions, our churches, and mosques, and temples, our hospitals, and schools, and universities. Our society has a very limited understanding of the vital part that our feelings play in our own sense of wellness and the healthy day-to-day functioning of our organizations. Many of us who work on recovery in our personal lives regularly see positive changes in ourselves and our families when we pay attention to what's going on for us in the feelings department. Unfortunately, trying to live up to the many expectations we face daily on our jobs and in our lives often threatens our personal sobriety. We are asked to work harder and longer than is healthy. We're asked to be dishonest or at least keep our mouths shut if we see something going on that may be unjust or unfair. We are expected to triangulate and go around certain people who might not approve of what we're doing, so we learn to avoid them. In order to be accepted, we find ourselves being manipulative or overly critical of others, and we smoosh down our more sensitive selves and our caring feelings so we don't make waves. People like Dan Morrow say, If I must choose between working here and being healthy, I choose health. But if we're the only ones making those healthy choices, we're often the ones who get replaced, canned, fired. When we draw a line and stop enabling, accepting, and ignoring other people's unhealthy behaviors in our businesses and service organizations, then they, too, have to face their own addictive behaviors and patterns. That's why Dan Morrow got fired. Of course, we know that guidelines about not hugging your patients are set up because frequently people with power disregard how touching is a very potent physical practice that can be used to define and delineate and push the delicate power imbalances that exist between people. If you're interested in learning more about this, check out Ann Wilson Shave's book, The Addictive Organization. Ellen Bass, the author of The Courage to Heal, suggests that there are many needy therapists who inappropriately ask for hugs from their already vulnerable patients or clients. Many people have been sexually or physically abused by someone in a more powerful position. Therapists need to take care of our own hugging needs outside of our practice. What I've heard about Dan Morrow is that he would always ask others if they would like a hug before hugging someone. He was interested in working to break down some of the stigma associated with caring touch as a therapeutic aid in a trusting relationship. For those of us who lived through the 70s and 80s, it's clear that the practice of hugging others has moved light years beyond where we were then. And now, with COVID rampant in our midst, there has been a whole lot less hugging. And even so, we still see examples of people with power who touch physically, often cluelessly or inadvertently, in ways that clearly demonstrate the inequities that exist between the toucher and the touchee. It was difficult for my dad and the men in his generation to hug other men because of the stigma of homophobia and not wanting to appear gay. I was in my 20s and in college, and I remember knowing I was making my dad uncomfortable by hugging him and sort of enjoying his discomfort. I discussed this with him while I was hugging him, and he tried to break away because a short hug with a couple of pats on the back to signal that the hug was over was about as much as he could handle. Of course, I wouldn't let him go as I questioned him about his homophobic concerns that the hug be a certain length and that only he got to determine and we'd start laughing. (laughs) I notice young dads nowadays spend lots of time holding and hugging their children. It's slow, but as far as I'm concerned, we're moving in the right direction. I'm Peter Alsop, and I'll be back again next week with another song to chew. Hope you'll join us. Bring a friend or your therapist. Bye for now.